Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. I'm with uh, two members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hello. I've got Scott. And with us, we've got a special guest tonight. We have uh, Aaron Zamzow from uh, FireRescueFitness.com. Uh, he's a firefighter and trainer and also uh, the, I guess, creator of the uh, Better Every Shift podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, Aaron, thanks for joining us tonight. Really appreciate you taking okay. the time. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's... it's um you know, we were just talking off camera, like Scott is now is tra- was traveling and you know how they do the countdown and you know, normally I'm like you guys, I'm on that side. I'm I'm hosting. Uh yeah, you had mentioned the Better Every Ship podcast. It's through uh, Fire Rescue One and um myself and then I have uh, I call her my co captain, but she's the one who sets up everything. Actually I I'm just I get along I have to go along for the ride and I was telling you guys like try not to say anything stupid from the firefighter <laughs> standpoint. Um but it's, so it's nice to be on this side, and I appreciate you guys having me. Um, yeah, I really I started in the fire service full time about 15 years ago, and started uh, about 20 some years ago. I was on call paid and volunteer, just like like what you guys are doing. Thank you for what you're doing, by the way. And uh, you know, I got in when I was late, so I was 36 when I got in my first academy. And um, long story short, like I'm not a very talented firefighter like it doesn't come to me naturally you know thanks mom and dad for that but um, <laughs> um it, but it, but i was the, the good news is i before i got involved in the fire service you know i used to say before i used to clean toilets for madison i trained like uh trained professional athletes i used to work with the general population nfl uh nhl nba and um you know had a really good strong fitness business and then when i got involved in firefighting i realized i wasn't really good at it, number one. And number two, I wasn't training the right way for it. You know, like, I, I went to my first academy, I remember, like, uh, a buddy of mine, Josh, still a good friend to this day, it was a carpenter, and, and uh, you know, he would carry drywall upstairs and, and ladders and carry heavy stuff around, and, you know, he would be kicking my butt on the fire ground, you know, and then he'd go and have a smoke behind the, the shed, and I, I was like, I'm a fitness guy, and this guy's kicking my butt, so... Uh, way back, probably you know, twenty some years ago, I started to look at you know, okay, well, how can I become better at this? How do I, how do I, you know, physically, you know, try to make up for what my mom and dad didn't give me, <laughs> and then uh, create training programs. So from there, uh, Fire Rescue Fits got started basically off the necessity. So I started creating programs, looking at them more like the way I, I would with my pro athletes, and breaking down you know movements and and you know. Dare I say functionally training, but um, um, and then I started writing for Firehouse. I uh, got an opportunity to write for Lexapol FR1. Been uh, speaking now for 15 years, and um, you know here and doing the podcast, and so uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a fun fun ride, man. The first time, um, so Fire Rescue Fitness started, and I and I sell workout programs uh, along with. Um, uh, actually now create uh, programs and set help departments, set up departments with resources. Um, we'll get in probably a little bit about that. Um, but uh, the first, one of the first seminars I went to, um, and uh, I, I was in the green room where all the, all the speakers come and most of them are chiefs, you know, so they're all dressed up and they have their class A's on or they have a suit on and, and I'm like, I'm in sweats, you know? So, uh, 
the story goes, uh, Chief Salga from FDNY sat down next to me, a very wonderful man. And we just started talking and he's like, hey, hey, how do I get a movie on this iPad, I, this iPad, you know, whatever this is, I need a, new, a movie on this, you know? And so I think, you know, the story goes, he thought I was a tech guy, you know, like, <laughs> hey, this guy had sweats. Um, and it, it, one of the first times I spoke was in San Diego uh, for Firehouse Expo, what that was at the time, or Firehouse World. And I was one of four speakers that talked about health wellness. And now fast forward 15 years, there's 30 or 40, there's actual uh, whole conferences. I was just down at FDS Away in um, Florida uh, for, for four or five days and spoke at a couple different conferences down there. And, um, you know, it's just crazy, just an unbelievable ride. And, you know, like I said, I'm truly happy to be here to talk about health, wellness, fire service. You know, this uh, Better Every Shift has really got me into a lot of different aspects of, of um, kind of the fire culture. So, um, you know, which we were talking about a little bit behind the scenes here. So, yeah, happy to be here, guys. Thanks for, uh, you know, thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah, you know, you, you talk about uh, changing the culture and, and you know, just with the name of your podcast, Better Every Shift, like um, before we're recording, we kind of talked briefly about uh, the culture shifts and our service for how long we've all been doing it for now. And it's taken a long time. Uh, it's still constantly changing and shifting. Sure um, but just to, how do, you, how do you say it? So you don't piss off all the members in the department. The change is so slow, right? To, yeah. to slowly adapt and overcome certain things. But we're finally, after years and years, getting better buy-in. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's working well. But uh, I think having resources like yourself and uh, what you're doing, I think that would be super beneficial. Yeah, yeah you know, we talk about training as one side of it. You know, the actual, uh, you guys had just, you were talking about a great drill that you set up for like a nice rescue and you had, you know, a whole scenario. Um, I think technology has helped us with that a little bit. Um, you know, like everything from like, we even have a smoke machine now at our department where I mean, you can't see your own hand in front of your face. It's awesome. So it, and, and also the fact that we have these platforms, we have podcasts and we have, um, you know, virtual training. Now we have all, a lot of conferences that move virtually. And, and I think it's, it's, uh, like you were saying, it's, it's slow, but it's, it's moving in the right direction. Um, you know, and I, I, I say the same thing about health and wellness. You know, when I got involved with, with the fire service, I looked at it and I'm like, why are we training this way? Why are people, doing these workouts when this isn't anything close to like what we call functional, you know, and, and that's changed. And now of course we're talking about cancer and, uh, you know, mental health has also been, also been really, really big. And, and it, it's been a problem forever, but it's now all of a sudden because of data and technology. And I, I think social media programs like what you guys are doing, uh, it's so much in the face of, of us that we got to start talking about. We got to start, you know, thinking differently about how we train and, even the definition of health, which is something I'm passionate about. I got a question for you guys. Actually, this is great. You don't mind. Yeah, I'm sure. Take it. So, so what do you? How would you define a healthy firefighter? It's a deep question. I think it depends on uh, there's many there's many layers to it. There's the physical yeah. fitness and there's the mental health side. Of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. Yeah, and I think in today's world with the knowledge and resources we have and that resiliency, learning the resiliency 
Um, it all ties together on having, you know, a decent fitness lifestyle, but also making that personal time for yourself for your mental mm-hmm. health. Whether that's, um, you know, taking a break from um, technology, going for a hike, uh, doing a project, or, or um, if somebody likes woodworking or a specific skill or jujitsu or working out, um, but also having that awareness for your family and spouses as well is, is pretty key, I think. Yeah, or a podcast to, yeah. to kind of, right? Like, this therapy for me, I don't know about you guys, you know, Scott needs double therapy because he's got police empire, right? But, you know, like, I mean, Scott, from even the, think about it, like, from the police side, you know, in the fire side, right? Like, the question, I, I started to ask this question for the last three years, and it's really interesting how people, first, we, they kind of, well, I don't know, that's a good question, right? Like, you know, uh, I mean, Scott, what do you think? Because you have both sides. You're like, you're thinking, oh, please stand by fire and away, right? Like, you probably see, you see both. Right. Um, I think a lot of like Todd said, like, you have to have the, the mental side and, and the physical side. And, and um, I, I was I always talk to people about, like, you're like being a diesel. You got to be like a diesel truck. Not, not a Porsche. Um, not like feeding, you know, not like super into, like, like obviously healthy foods are good, but you know, I can only eat this much. Uh, I have to eat my chicken breast and my rice. Not. <laughs> um, whereas, you know, with our lifestyle, especially like uh, the volunteer service, I think even more so because, you know, we're, we're at work, we have, we have caged out and then we have to go back to work again. Um, it's that whole, like, we just keep chugging along. <laughs> and to me, that's when I, um, like, we have guys that aren't, I mean, none of us are on, on our side of the fence, not your side of the fence. None of us are specimens of, uh, <laughs> of of like uh, athletes, <laughs> um, yeah. but, we, but we're basically like a diesel engine. Like um, I Ash tells a story. We had a, I think we we had a recruit, or he was he was a big, you know, yeah. he, was a, he was a pretty muscular guy, and you know he works out all the time, and, and he came to do one of our um, um, our recruiting sessions, and um, you know within the first couple of minutes he burned himself out because he was only used to doing one type of exercise. He was only used, used to lifting heavy things. So the lifting heavy things portion of our fitness test was uh, was easy for him. Then when he started doing the, the cardio or even the manipulation of like, we make him do hose couplings and stuff. After they're slightly tired, um, you know, he, he basically burned himself out instantly. So it's, it's a kind of like, um, I look at it as a job related fitness, right? Um, like for the, the law enforcement side of the thing, um, has to be job related, right? Um, we actually just, in my, in my service, we actually just changed our, um, our fitness um, qualifications because it was not really related to what we did and also it, was, it took a lot of equipment stuff so um, we've changed it now uh, a little bit more cardio a little bit, a little bit more strength but really it's associated with that um, dealing with a person rather than just lifting heavy things because that's not what really law enforcement does they, they do a lot of other things right 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 I could insert donut joke here I'm not going to do it but right those guys are thinking it I know um, you know, so it, it, it hey Aaron, is, it, just to it, hit pause there for a sec, we're getting some weird audio feedback from you. Can you just oh, okay. make maybe quickly hit mute on your device there and then try to speak again? All right, all right, check well. one, two, check, siblings, check, check. How's that? Oh, yeah, that oh man, that is money. Slight audio uh, malfunction there. Uh, we'll yeah. see how well yeah. we can splice that. <laughs> if not, you are listening to the change as it happens. <laughs> That's perfect. That's right. Hey, this is live. This is live podcast, folks. This is live stuff. We're not making it up. 
Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, hope I sound more sultry. Maybe maybe listeners are like, ooh, you perked up. Now this guy's talking about like they can hear me and understand me a little bit. You know? That's right. Exactly. So, so, what, so why don't you pick up where you left off there? I think you were talking about a donut joke for uh, for Shafter. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Scott's like, I'll throw you a donut joke. <laughs> uh, audio yeah, click. I'm not there. Just remember, I'm just kidding, Scott. So when we meet sometime, don't, you know, I will, t- I will tap out right now. I'll just, can I preemptively tap out yeah. and we'll buy you a beer and like, hey, he's on my side, right? Here. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, we, yeah, we were talking about like what it de- what defines fit healthy firefighter. And it's one um, that it's, it's a conversation I've had for the last couple of years. And, and I'll, I'll give you this scenario. This is the part that always would bug me going to conferences and, and talking about, you know, more functional fitness. And I've gotten into, you know, resiliency, which you guys mentioned and, um, you know, nutrition. And it, there's a, it, it's a, you know, it's a big, big part of the whole package. But, um, so let me, let me show you. Uh, this is what I would picture. So you, let's say you got to get somebody who's 10 or 11, 12% body fat works out, you know, really, really strong, but, they don't have good relationships. They drink a lot. They don't wear their SCBA all the time. They don't do it during overhaul. They don't wear it on, you know, car fires. Uh, they don't get their cancer screens. They don't get their numbers checked. Um, you know, they don't clean their gear a lot. And, uh, you know, maybe they chew tobacco. And, um, you know, and then you, you take someone, you know, maybe they're 20 or 30 pounds overweight, but they have good relationships. They train a lot. They... They, they take care of them themselves like they get their annual medical they do cancer screens they they wear their their gear when they're supposed to they work on relationships you know they, they practice emotional intelligence and and um you know when you compare those two now one one you'd say oh one should be in the calendar one shouldn't but i would argue that the the second scenario is really a healthier firefighter and probably a better one for the organization um i mean what, when, when I say that, what do you, I mean, I think you guys, you're all agreeing, right? Like, am I, am I on the right track there? Like, like, do you guys think that same thing? Yeah, I think so. I think that's, you know, kind of nail on the head there. That's, that's really what we try to preach here. Like, like Scott was saying prior to the uh, break there, like being that diesel engine, being, being that, you know, firefighter that, you know, it's a real world fitness, a real world health. Um, and all around mental health, physical health, um, that 100% switched on guy that goes to the gym every single day that like the quick snapshot will say, hey, this guy is healthy or this girl is healthy because that's their life and that's all they do. But then they go home and like everything's a disaster in their personal life and, you know, their mental state isn't there and, and, and where, you know, we really try to kind of bridge that gap where, hey, yeah, like, let's try to make some better healthy decisions. Let's make training hard. Let's make training fun. So you're pushing yourself mentally, physically. But like, we all have families. And, you know, we we definitely preach the, hey, go go home, talk to your spouse, open up, like, don't give all of the, like, in depth, you know, story of what you just seen or what you just went through. But let them know that something happened and open up a little bit so they have an idea of what you're going through. I mean, that's kind of like what we preach. Um, and from listening to uh, some of your shows, uh, it seems like that's very much in line with, with, with what you're preaching. And 
like that was kind of that that natural click when I was listening to you. I'm like, man, this is like right in line with what we're trying to do here. Um, that in my mind, and it sounds like yours, is the true healthy firefighter. Can can we be better? Hundred um, percent. You know, and that's back to your better every shift. Like, let's as as long as you're working on progression, I think you're doing some something great. But uh, I will take the guy that's you know a couple pounds overweight, but is mentally stable and understands the job and understands the lifestyle that comes with the job a lot. Like every single time over the guy that just goes and works out, but you know isn't really switched on. Right. You know, and it sounded like, so the reason I asked this is so the last, um, you know, it's just in Florida. Uh, I was telling you guys that I was on at, at this presentation and, you know, I was sitting at these tables talking to all these very, very smart, like doctors. And, you know, they were talking about sleep. Oh, that's the other thing. Sleep, sleep is on this. Right. And, and, you know, I, I just started looking around and I'm like, well, why is this, you know, is this person healthier than this person? How do we, how are we start to judge it? And, and um, and I got to, I got to turn the hat around because this is really what, what has been driving me the last, really the last couple of years, but it's kind of come into this kind of clear picture and it's, it's, uh, trying to just give, you know, firefighters an idea. So I came up with this thing called the healthy 10 and it's 10 different things that we were just talking about to make more of a, a big picture approach to health and wellness. And, um, you know, this is really one of the first times I'm talking about it live. So, like, uh, you can see I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant at some point, but like, you guys are right on the same page with this. So it's, you know, like you have to work out three to four times a week, and workouts don't necessarily have to be, you know, bench press and all all this weight. Like a workout, like you know, sometimes workout can be just going out, taking your kids in a wagon and huffing them, right? Yeah. Like, or or doing a training. Uh, maybe it's it's sitting in a corner just working on taking deep breaths, not to go freaking crazy, right? Like, so kind of redefining that workout and making it more functional, um, you know, so we, we're more mobile. But that's just the first step. The second step is I think we're, we're always, um, we dehyd- we're dehydrated a lot of times. So hydrating is oh, an yeah. easy thing to do. <clears throat> so staying hydrated as you guys are drinking water, you maybe think of that. And uh, third is trying to just eat more non-inflammatory foods. I'm not saying cut out all that. Uh, you know, beer's okay. I'm from Wisconsin. I have to say that. It's, it's in my blood. You know? <laughs> so it, it's all right, but you also have to know when, hey, it's too much and um, I need to cut back. And, uh, you know, mom was right about eating vegetables because they help with the stress response. Uh, cancer screens, annual medicals. You guys talked about relationships. Um, I haven't really come up with, with a way to measure, like, emotional intelligence and the relationship side, but... You know, uh, that's why we're talking about this because you guys might have an epiphany when you're like, hey, I'm going to text that crazy Zam guy. I think this is a good idea. You know, um, th- part of that, too, is, um, is 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 being grateful. I think um, that could change someone's total outlook and their whole career by a five second. Like, I'm appreciative for this opportunity. Right. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it's research shows that it, it changes the way that our mind thinks. Um you know, so things like that are on their sleep. Not that we, not that we're gonna get a, a lot of sleep, but just to put it in your background, like in the back of your head, think about hygiene. How can I sleep a little bit better? How can I sleep more efficiently? Understanding when, when you know, naps are okay. Rest is is, is essential because you need to recharge. And so that's part of this healthy ten. And I just started throwing this out 
and I, I really think like fire rescue fitness used to, and it still is, it's, it's about being more functional on a fire job, but I, I took a step back and, and I'm, you know, again, I've probably said 14 times, but I'm so appreciative to, to talk about this because I really think hopefully, you know, your listeners going back home, uh, or, or, or someone's listening that's going, okay, this guy's a little nuts, but he actually makes sense. Like, yeah, I can lose 10 or 15 pounds, but I know I should go to the doctor. So I can, I could check that off of this healthy tent, something you should do every single year. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, it sucks to wear SCBA, but you know what? I'm going to make the commitment to my, my family and my crew. I'm going to do this because mm-hmm. cancer sucks, man. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a, a personal checklist that, you know, my goal is to, is to really give firefighters to think about, you know, whether you're full-time on-call pay volunteer doesn't matter, but getting yourself checked out. Um, I honestly believe. Uh, everyone in the fire service should have at least one mental health counseling session a year. Whether you, you use it or not, just sit in there. If you don't want to say a damn thing, it's fine. But um, ironically enough, like we've had some people like, I'm not going to go in there. And then they, they go back for follow-ups because the stuff we do and see, man, is not, it's not that normal. So yeah, I mean, what else would you, I, not to dominate the whole conversation on this, but I mean, that's really, I'm really what I'm fired up about. You know, and I think you guys, like you said, you guys talk all about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I totally agree with you. So on my uh, on my uh, job side as, as a paramedic, I'm a uh, critical incident stress peer as well. So we have a team that if uh, anybody um, has a situation or a response, they can d- uh, dial a pager number and we can get a referral to do kind of a, just a peer sure. check-in program. And um, with that, of course, we have a bunch of other training and resources we can offer and provide. But our service has finally stepped up the bar where we actually get uh, 12 free um, counselor sessions a year as well, if, if needed. Uh, it starts at six, and if you need six more extended, they can be extended. Um, and that is, that's massive. And not only that, is it just for us, but it's also for our, our uh, kids and uh, spouses as well. Uh, so that's new as of a year or two. Um and that's how did you get funding? How did you get funding for that? Oh, that's above my pay grade. I have no idea. <coughs> no, I, I'm just one. Of, I'm just one of the grunts on the floor that that do the okay. job. Was it? I'm just curious because, like, you know, somebody's listening. Maybe, I know that there's a lot of grants out there, and there's mm-hmm. there's ways to even talk to insurance companies about it. I think, right? Like, they understand the value of it. Yeah, and we really struggled when I say we are service. We really struggled at um, having good counselors. Um, because, you know, so many of, of paramedics and firefighters were are having some issues and would go out and get a counselor. And it's like, man, this counselor, I have no idea. I'm spending my first three sessions talking about what I do as a job and breaking down, like, the horrific stories. I'm reliving it again and again and again. And then they quickly realize, okay, this, okay, hard stop. This isn't working. We need some true vetted trauma counselors that know yes. our jobs, know our sense of humor, know our yeah. black humor, right? Like, like they, they need to understand it. <clears throat> so now that we have some amazing counselors that vet all this other group of counselors that see us, um, it's, it's way more beneficial. One sure. of the uh, counselors that we see now, his name is Jess Ram, usually retired a VPD inspector. And uh, he went to, got his counseling degree and he does our service. He does multiple fire services. He's got contracts with the uh, um, uh, New York Fire Department as well. Um, and yeah, he's he's amazing because he's done the job as a police officer, but he 
he gets us right as a group, um, and that's he that's gets huge. Traumatized. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He gets traumatized, you yeah. know. Um, and you guys know this, right? Like, there's this conversation that you can't have at home, but in the firehouse, it's it's like it's it's common, you know. And and like even I sometimes when we're at dinner, and and I look around, I'm like, you know. If this conversation was at like a coffee house or like a regular dinner, like people are going to look at us and go, what's wrong with you guys? Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Like, it, how can you just talk about that? You know, um, you know, here, the DeMar Hamlin incident, like in the U.S. Uh, with, with the football player that went down, right? Like there, there's like two sides, I think, at first responder scenes, right? Like we looked at that like. All right, yeah, we'll open his airway, start doing compressions. Let's let's go thirty-two. Let's get that mm-hmm. AED going, right? Like this is what we see. We see this all the time. Um, but then to see, you know, the shock of of everyone around it, and yeah. I understand it. I'm not saying that that was wrong, but it's just like we have a different mindset. Like my brain just went to not how how tragic it is, which it was. It turned out to be very very uh, beneficial. I shouldn't say beneficial, but it turned out to be have a, a, a very great ending. But like my my mind goes to right like hey open that airway up get that like what you're just talking about like we we just think differently you know my my girlfriend sitting next to me she's like oh my god and like and I'm thinking yep they're doing compressions yeah oh they're good like you know what, like <laughs> yeah just, hey they missed that they should have done that yeah 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 right yeah. like um and so yeah the the conversations that we have you need to have counselors that uh, understand that and and understand how. You know things are a little different, you know. So, um, yeah, and that's that's part of this healthy ten. I think is is emotional intelligence is is is, is kind of this diverse uh, way to say understand what what your brain is thinking and mm-hmm. and and say and that first of all it's okay. Second of all, um, understand when it's maybe not okay and where you need some help. And it's always good to talk about. Um, and so yeah, that's that's thrown in there. Um, you know, another step of the healthy ten was just cleaning your gear, getting your um, your cancer screens, uh, check your balls. I mean, it's as simple as that. Like, for mm-hmm. guys, check your balls and, mm-hmm. you know, do some, some early detection stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, you know, this has kind of been, I, I guess I, I get, not it's it's like my new mission, I think. And, and just by talking to you guys, it sounds like I'm on the right path. And, and I always ask, like, hey, what am I missing? And, um, you know, and, and it's just great to, to say, hey, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, w- there is one on there that says maintain a healthier weight and a body composition. Um, but, you know, that's that there is a range for that, you know. So and like you guys said, like, hey, no one when I am a little bit heavier and when I'm going in the wrong direction, can I make those changes to my diet? Can I make those changes and start going back to that? Because, you know, our careers, they undulate family. Yeah. Um, age, man. I don't know how old you guys are. You guys look very young. So, um, oh, you know, I thank you. I'm almost, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll take I'm almost that. fifty, so it's uh, it's it changes. You know, like now I I try to befriend people like Scott. And you guys like, hey, come on my team and lift heavy stuff for me because I, I can't do it. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the problem. As we get we get older, we th- we hopefully get smarter, but we also uh, get injured a lot too. Sure, you know, like. Um, like for my job, I've got some some injuries that uh, you know I'm strong now again. I do the fire service, no problem. But there's, I know my limits, and I look at things like mm, 
ask for help lift that rather than before I <laughs> grab it and toss it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that comes back to yeah. that working smarter, you know, yeah. to, to work harder. Um, comes with age, asking for help rather than just trying to be that, yeah. you know, tough tough guy that can, oh, I can toss this ladder. Oh, I can go manhandle this, this fan. You know, like, hey, there's X amount of guys and gals out on the fire scene. Hey, do you want to come and give me a hand? Like, let's work smart. Mm-hmm. So I'm back yeah. here tomorrow to keep fighting the fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And we see that. I see it all the time. You know, like, hey, especially our younger guys, like, hey, no, I, I got it. I'm like, I know you got it, but I can help you with it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's there's two of us here. I'm not that, you know, I still have some purpose here. But, <laughs> uh, you know, like, you're, and you like to tell them, you're like, hey, just wait 20 years. You're, you're going to be thankful that that you did get some help on, on, on that. But, you know, I mean, you brought up a good point too. Like, I think a lot of us in a fire service are not only, you know, we're, I think we're hurt emotionally. I think we're also hurt physically too. Like, I think that plays into um, a lot of it, you know, that the whole thing is stress. And, you know, part of this too is uh, I just gave up, I was very fortunate to give a presentation in Columbus in September and, um, I had, I had, like, first time I, first of all, getting, like, 60 people to talk about fitness in the fire service when there's, like, you know, fire attack 101 down the, down the hall, I thought was pretty cool. But everyone stayed after, and we started to just, you know, the group kind of talked back and forth, and it really got a, surrounded around inflammation. And, and um, you know, just for those that are listening, like, basically, I'm not talking about, like, a bruise. I'm just talking about when stress happens, physically, mentally, emotionally, when you eat bad stuff, when you don't sleep your body becomes inflamed um, and it responds similar to like a bruise, but just think systemically. Right. And, and the better we can control that inflammation, the better off we are mentally and physically. But like sometimes you don't get enough sleep, you start moving wrong, you start tweaking your shoulders and, and then that can lead into, well, now I'm not as active. Right. And now I start to get depressed because I can't do what I used to do. And, and that, goes into this this whole circle where okay i'll drink a couple more beers or um you know whiskeys or cbd thc legal where you guys are yet everything's yeah. legal here yeah. <laughs> um so we start reaching for other stuff and um you know and then you go further and further away from basically this healthy 10 but and i'm i'm not saying that i haven't gone down that path because i have and um and if someone's listening and they are going down that path, look, you're not alone with it, but try to do what you can to get back to that health ten, get back to that center, because, you know, that's that's a long, winding, downward path. And we've seen it lots and lots of times, um, you know, and, and, and right, we always go through it. Like you guys are saying, sometimes you're a little bit heavier and sometimes we're, we're more active. And, um, you know, and, and that's kind of what, what really spurred on this whole kind of health ten movement is you know, hey, try to stay as close to that as you possibly can, and you're going to be all right through your career, I think. You know? mm-hmm. um, so what I forget on that, though, what am I, what am I missing on that list? I think you touched base with a lot of it. I think anything with the Healthy 10, <clears throat> like you're going through, um, you know, the, the big thing I think that gets overlooked, which you kind of touched on, is the sleep. Mm-hmm. Um you know, daytime naps are a good thing. You know, there may be days where you say, your spouse, I'm going to have a nap. 
maybe not a good a good uh, time go to over say so that. Well, yeah, <laughs> but absolutely, sometimes it, it, it really works well. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of amazing companies out there that legit put nap times into their ships. Right. You no, know, and it's 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 proven. It's the uh, performance indicator that that makes people perform better on shift. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I'd like to say. Uh, in the perfect world of fire and EMS, you know, you have a chance for some downtime. Some stations do, some stations don't. Uh, some shifts you do, some shifts you don't. Uh, but I tell you, those shifts where I get a little bit of downtime, where I actually shut my eyes for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, have a little cat nap, it, it works. And it doesn't have to be a nap, whether it's just a little bit of a quiet time or whatever you're doing. Right? Yeah. It's huge. Right. Yeah. It's like a 10-minute quiet time goes at goes a, a long way and it's it's more like a reset more than anything else mm-hmm. you know yeah. especially if you're in a busier firehouse right or 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 station right it doesn't matter whether you're police and fire or or dispatch or um you know mom dad i think you know just going off and taking just 10 minutes to say all right i'm just not i'm gonna try to think about nothing and or just you know take a couple deep breaths just sit here and you know reset because there are all these different things that are you know bombarding us nowadays and yeah, and I think that's 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 pru- crucial in there too, and, and it's still like it's a work of progress. Is ten like I I'm trying to find you know there's subcategories to it, and there's things that right. are coming up, and you know and, and I didn't put too much about tobacco in there. You know I know that for cancer, chewing tobacco and, and smoking, um, you know we see more chewing tobacco I think than than, than smoking and all you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah I would probably have to agree. Not a ton of smokers <laughs> yeah. anymore, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, you know, tobacco, they say it, it, that it links to it. Um, there's a lot of people that I know on the fire that have chewed for 20, 30 years and never got any cancer. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, so I, I, I did keep that off, although it is something that eventually, you know, you want people to start to push. Um, I mean, I think anybody that, uh, you know, is going down that, that path, I mean, there may be some people in this room <laughs> that, that, that dabble. Um, yeah. like, well, two people in that room right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> you know, we are, we're definitely not oblivious to it. Um, like it's, it's just one of those things. And I think if, if you're aware of, of what you're doing to, you know, to yourself, to your body, um, it, it, it's not something to celebrate, but we just have to be real about it. And, um, make make that mindful and you know whatever effort to to try to move in 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 the right direction uh we all right there, there you are yeah i'm froze mm-hmm. did you positive take your shoes off uh yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> uh that was per, per you know per, per uh quite quite the perfect uh perfect timing but uh yeah, yeah. i think our side kept on rolling and uh i mean i i said some decent things so yeah hopefully that up, yeah. that that makes the air but uh yeah i mean you know go, going back to what to what you're saying there though especially when it comes comes down to the sleep um just as everything was going i was thinking and as as much as like the full-time department versus the on-call or the volunteer is like a world of difference when it comes to shift, ro- you know, shift rotations and like on on the job, off, off the job. Like if if you're on shift for you know whatever your rotation is, and you're just getting hammered with calls, I mean you're obviously not having the opportunity to sleep. On the on call side, 
Like, we don't have a shift. It's, you're at work, and then the tones drop at 9.30 at night when you're winding down for bed, and you go out and rock a structure fire, and once mop-up's done, and you get back to the hall, and you put everything away, I mean, you're midnight, and then you're supposed to go, go home and rest. I mean, after a call, like, you're, you're going to have a shower, you're, you're getting freshened up, and then you have to hydrate because you just work, work your ass off. I mean, now it's not midnight. Now it's 1 a.m., 1.30, and you're laying in bed, and, like, you're still firing. I mean, you're, you're you know, wiped out for the next day. You know, you have to wake back up in the morning at 6.30 in the morning to get your, you know, following day going. And, like, we are over a call-a-day haul here um, easily. No, so, like, you're already, you know, like, am I getting medical tomorrow? Am I getting auto extrication? Am I getting another structure fire, wildland fire? I mean, you have to be prepared for, you know, whatever's coming next. Yep. So, you know, you kind of chat about those bombarding stresses that can come at you. I mean, these are things that we're all, you know, thinking about. Um, so when it comes to that sleep, like, on our last episode, I was talking about how, like, I always nap on on uh, Sundays. I'll, I'll, I'll find that, like, 20, 30 minutes or whatever to pass out and have a quick nap. You know, if the kids are out with friends or whatever, the wife's busy. Um, I'll pass out on the couch for a quick ha- half an hour. It's your NASCAR and nap. It's my NASCAR nap, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I will I will get that rest. And I started doing that a couple, a couple years ago. And, like, if I'm not home on Sunday, clearly it doesn't happen. But if it's available to me, it has been a world of help. Just just to have that, that quick refresher because, you know, you have lives, you have work, you have fire. And, like, you know, there, there, there can be a personal thing that keeps you up on a Saturday night. You know, you're out for dinner with friends, and next thing you know, you're out late. And, like, I don't go to bed crazy late, but even once I'm in bed, like these guys, like, we're always chatting, and we, we kind of spark up chat before bed. And next thing you know, you look down, you're like, it's like 10, 30, <laughs> 11 o'clock. And we're like, Christ, guys, like, oh, we will be chatting later tomorrow. Than that, yeah, later than that, right? So that's when all of our ideas go because everybody else is sleeping. So we're tossing that back, back and forth. So that healthy, you know, X amount of hours of sleep that you're never really getting, when you can find those down, those down moments where you can have a quick nap or just, you know, shut it down for 15, 20 minutes or whatever it is and just some some will meditate, some will do whatever. But just finding those, those those brief moments really helps the you know body and mind kind of get get back on track. Yeah, it doesn't have to be much, and it's just it you know it's all part of the sleep hygiene too. The other part of it is you know sometimes uh, you know reading that you know shutting stuff down like a half an hour before and getting into this kind of systematic way of going to sleep, and and sometimes like yeah we only get. You know, like you're saying, what you know, unfortunately, like, yeah, you get you got a fire call, you're out two or three hours. It's it, it's not like oh, I can go into work three hours later the next day. No, you got to get back up. You got kids to school. Yep. You know, Bobby's got to get his lunch. Susie's got to get her, her dance. Whatever it is, like that 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 never stops. Um, so you know, learning how to sleep more efficiently, I think, is also something that you know that I'm 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 starting to you know, obviously try to, to focus on myself, but, uh, you know, that's kind of what I, I, I challenged to some of the researchers that are talking about, well, you need to sleep at least seven, eight hours. Like, well, okay. What's the next best thing? 
right? Because as soon as you say that, right, we as firefighters are like, whatever, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Let me uh, let me go talk to this guy about stopping to chew tobacco then, you know, like, or whatever it is, right? We kind of just go, I sleep is out of my, my mind because I can't get seven to eight hours. And, uh, and it shouldn't be, like you guys were saying, like, let's figure something out. How can you get more rested? How can you figure out, how can we figure out to sleep a little bit better when we do, you know, and, and, and you know, it, not to go back to the tobacco thing, because look, I, I don't, I mean, to pick on you guys, I'm just like, it, it's very common. And so if, if we were to say you have to quit chewing tobacco in order to be healthy, it turns people off. I'm, I'm like, here's this big list, like choose some stuff on here, at least go in the right direction, right? Like eventually you may get all those, get to that, that point. But you know, like for you guys, okay, let's focus on sleep. Let's make sure you get your antimedicals. Let's make sure you stay more consistent with fitness. But to me, those are, those are huge moves, you know, and, and tobacco or CBD or whatever, you know, that other move that don't like, okay, let's just don't, don't worry about that yet. Like slowly but surely start making your, your progress on these different healthy items. And before you know it, you know, you're, you're, you're a lot more complete, you know, and, um, because I'd be a hypocrite to say I don't occasionally have like an energy drink or beer because I, I do a crushed tequila and ice cream. Not at the same time, but maybe <laughs> I might start. But like I do, like, you know. Um, and that was the other part of like why I started coming up with this because I started to be really hard on myself speaking about health and wellness all the time. And almost being almost 50, like I can't bench press a house. I can't, you know, like I'm not like this you know, thanks, thanks again, mom and dad, physical specimen. So I was really starting to put pressure on myself because it's not like, that's the other thing Like you guys, you know, people look at you guys doing this podcast are like, Oh, it's easy for you guys. They don't see the, the stuff you guys put in behind the scenes. And, um, you know, you're probably not comfortable. Like I'm not comfortable talking a lot of times, believe it or not. Like I have to overcome that. And, same thing with fitness. Like, I don't like doing burpees and bench presses, man. I'd rather be doing tequila and sitting on the couch. But I know that it makes me a better person from doing it. And and that's, I think that's all part of this thing, too. It's like, look, we know not everyone's going to be perfect, but how can you get better, right? And we st- that's what we started talking about from the beginning. Like, how can we make our, our shifts better, our trainings better? How can we be a little healthier? How can we be a little bit better, you know, other, you know, police officer or whatever it is, right? Like, I think that's all part of this, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think you nailed it, right? Like I said, if if nobody's really looking at things like how you are, um, pick something small, you know, achieve that, move on to the next. Yeah. Um, because ultimately, if you're in this role, whether it's volunteer, pit on call, career, um, you know, we, we want to make things better. We want to get better for ourselves. And the reason why we're in it is to help the community, you know, right. provide a service. Um, and, you know, if if we're not constantly looking at how to reevaluate to make things better for ourselves and our department, what are you doing? <laughs> like, the whole, yeah. that's, we're, all, we're all here. All of our members mm-hmm. are all here uh, to constantly doing better for ourselves and our departments. Look, yeah. at, look at our training. Yeah. The health that you're talking about, the health and fitness lifestyles. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, uh, you know, you mentioned was the being positive. So we all have people in our lives, 
you know, you can pick out, you know, in all walks of life, it doesn't necessarily need to be in the fire service or whatever, but there's all these negative people that can be in and around your uh, lives in one way or another. And if you look at that, you know, in the fire service, like every time that we get a call, every time that we have the opportunity to come and train, every time that we as a group have an opportunity to come and speak about it, like we are doing it because we love the service. We're doing it because we want to improve. We want to grow. We want to help people grow. And like, not everybody has the opportunity to, to do this. Like this is like still a very elite group. And if you treat it as such, like, hey, I am lucky to be here. You know, we might be going through some hurdles today. There might be some mountains that we have to climb. But I am lucky to be one of the people that is here. And I get to come back tomorrow. Rather than focusing on all all this negative, like, oh, I mean, this has happened. Oh, man, we have to deal with this now. Yeah, we, you know what? We do have to deal with this. But let's just be lucky that we have to deal with it so the people that are coming next don't have to. So, you know, working on the positivity that can come off the backside of some of this, quote, bullshit that we're going through today, you know, it is negative. Yeah, it sucks. Like, I don't want to be dealing with the shit that I am. However, I'm lucky that I get to deal with the shit that I am so the next generation doesn't have to. So that's something when, you know, when you're chatting about uh, being, you know, more uh, positive, that really struck a chord. And I, I think it's crazy crazy important to to really look at things in a positive light and it's easy say it's easy to say but if you start small and kind of build on that i I think it goes a long 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 way um and it changes the way that you think about things mentally and changes the way that you project yourself physically so i mean I, i think we all try to do that here like yeah like this sucks like you know let's have a quick chat about how shitty it is and then now let's come up with a solution. So in our fire service here, like the chief, you know, myself, Scott, um, I, I do this at work. Like I tell my, my staff at work, I'm like, don't come to me with a problem. Like if you have something that's going on with you, don't, hey boss, like blah, this sucks and here's this massive problem. Like I want to empower you. Come at me with a solution. You know, like walk up, hey man, like I've got this appointment that just popped up. However, I talked to you co-worker number x and now they're going to cover my 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 shift so you like that's something so simple but they're coming to me with a solution rather than a problem in the fire service like you can sit back and pick this service apart or you can look at something and it can be something you know small or something big and say hey like i see that we're struggling here let's come up with a solution rather than just focusing on this this negative that we're dealing with today um I think for, for us as firefighters, like like the three of us here are uh, captains, so we are lucky enough that we get to hear about the negative. Sometimes we are the you know negative, maybe. <laughs> um, but <laughs> subjects, yeah, yeah right. Depends. Subject of the dollar, right? Yeah. yeah. So trying to hear these negatives, sometimes maybe, like I say, you are because of what's happening might be the negative. But how how can we spin that? to a positive moving forward, um, just keeping that positive mindset uh, rather than focusing on the negative that you might be doing with today, um, I think is a super big key, key factor in like that positive, you know, healthy mental lifestyle. Yeah, it's, 
it, it works well with kids too. Like if your kids are there just just in a, a crappy mood, you know, uh, and and right, firefighters are no we're no different. We like eight year olds, right? Absolutely, are always funny, and 100%. you know. Uh, so you know, I, I I try to think about this. Uh, you know, like you're at the table, and it's and you know those conversations just just spiraling down and down and down and down, right? Like all of a sudden, just say, but you know what? We got a new truck. We got we got something that's that's this is good, and today it's just us, and we can we can control what, what we do today, and, and we get a chance to do this, you know. And you know, like with a kid, you're just like, hey, give me something positive. They're, they're crying, whining, whatever. Just tell me something you like. I like ice cream. Okay, well, how about we gonna go get some ice cream today or tomorrow or whatever? But next thing you know, right? They're, they're fine, and I think we should do that more. It's like the Jedi mind trick, but mm-hmm. you know, just you know, kind of uh, just adding to that. And and Alan Brudicini, who um, you know, who a lot of, a lot of people know, kind of turned. You know, I I do this. For Mrs. Smith or Mr. Smith down the road, you know, I always I look at that. Um, it, it we sometimes lose track of that. Like we're here for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you That's know, right. and and it, it, it's the same with our health. Like Mr. and Mrs. Smith expect me to be, and um, and so we need to to take that on ourselves to do. Mr. and Mrs. Smith also expect me to be nice, and yeah, yeah. you know and. It, it is it is a, a privilege to be able to, to help Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Um, you know what other professions do you go out for? Like you guys around holiday times, you know they people drop off stuff at the halls and they thank you and they they stop you and say, hey, thanks for what you do. Like how cool is that, man? Like yep. I still I get chills sometimes when people stop in the grocery store. You know, and of course occasionally you get that person who's just a jackass, but they're <laughs> just unhappy and you know I feel bad. For them, you know that's right. It's like. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. I'm like, you're not gonna ruin my day, man. I'm like, so, um, but, but I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear you guys talk about that, and and that's why, like us, you know, like I think we're we we uh, we, we like to we think about the same stuff, and and hopefully people listen and are like, okay, well these guys are getting a little too deep, but but we're right. Like I, someone you know, text me or send me a message and say I was wrong. You know, no, it's not, it's stupid to be positive. I don't said no one ever. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. You know. Um, so yeah, it's it that's part of I think being healthy is being uh, positive and trying to find a positive side of everything um, that you can. You know, and of course there's some things shit happens, but um, you know you gotta you gotta stay positive, um, and that's where like I think all this kind of plays into each other, right? Like fitness, staying moving, uh, you know, good trainings can get people into a good good mindset right like you know you guys did it i'm i'm in a cool mindset because now like you guys told me about the training you did i'm like shoot i want to try to do that with my guys you know like <laughs> yeah how great is that you set up this like hey this is a this is part of it but it's really not the main thing the main thing is over here and what can you learn from that and how can we all get better because of that cool little scenario so yeah well i took something i'm going to steal that from scott scott was telling us about that little scenario you guys did mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's key, you know, like it, it all ties together and, and making training uh, fun and, and like as, as realistic and what we call high fidelity sims, right? Like, so you, you do yeah. something, um, you know, make it make it positive, make it good. Like, yes, there's going to be learning points. You're going to have some failures, but that's where we want to fail. Yeah. But also, um, and that's where we're going to have these 
these uh, discussions and learn from it as a group and and it just creates that good culture um, and I, it sounds like everything we've kind of talked about is is yeah right in line with with kind of your your future and goal and vision of of what you've been doing so it's great yeah. to have it yeah and it, so that's the lat the second part of this um, is like the other part of this is, is how do you measure performance right how do we measure how well a firefighter can perform and being being like athletic trainer fitness trainer you know like when I would train a, a pro athlete like they're looked at like how many tackles they made or like hockey players, you know, they, they look at, you know, depending upon their position, how quickly they can get back into position. So there's all those metrics that we, we see whether or not like our, our fitness is, is actually helping them perform better. And one thing I think the fire service needs to also go through it are like minimum performance assessments that are work related, you know, so some departments, and this is more like more full-time do this, but like, you got to run a mile and a half in like 12 minutes and you got to do so many push-ups and pull-ups or whatever it is. And like, Hey, you could call me the fitness guy. I don't believe that we should go that route. I, I believe that we should go back to, okay, part of this healthy 10 is, can you do a minimum performance assessment? So like if you're, you know, up to assess our engine ops, can you drag 75 feet of inch and three quarter can, on, on air? Can you step up and, and walk? Two, two flights of steps on air? Can you crawl, you know, 100 feet on air? Can you go and throw a 24 quarter? Can you, can you tag a hydrant? Can you drag LDH, tag the hydrant, connect it to the engine? Like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. Can you do them in a manner? And then can we measure that? Can we time that? Huh. Um, and then say, how does that relate to your fitness level? You know, like, let's say, okay, I'm, I'm 15, 20 pounds overweight. And I do this MPA every year, and all of a sudden my performance is down like two or three minutes. Now, A, you're still able to do the job. It's not, I'm not saying they shouldn't be doing the job. I'm just saying when you can look at, at someone in the eye and give them a set data point, right? Like we're eight-year-olds. Like we need to see, you know, like uh, you guys know the prices, right? Where they, the, the, yeah. the, the yodely guy. Yeah. We're firefighters. We, we need to see the yodely guy. When we're talking about health and fitness and we don't have that parameter. And so my thought is, okay, let's just look at, all right, you're 10 pounds overweight. Your MPA is up here. Your blood level is up here, right? Like the only guy says you're going further away from what you want to be doing. So make some changes. And next year when we do this, hopefully it's a little bit better. And then the year after that, maybe it's a little bit better or it's, it's here. It's fine the whole time. But like, there's no physical standard. And so I, that's the other part of this is let's get people healthy and then let's start trying to say from an accountability standpoint, this is what we, we, we require. Mm-hmm. And then I, and I, per, and I personally believe we already have the resources out there to help our members get there. Right. Like there's never before have there been more fitness resources, more mental health resources, more, like, it's a matter of, Boxing them together, getting people more overall what healthy is, and then holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about people losing jobs or anything. I'm just saying, like, hey, let's start to have some things to shoot for. And and I, uh, you know, to me, you know, every year we we got our annual medicals in January. We did an MPA in uh, you know March, and then 
in June, we did our, our face piece testing and cancer screens. And then, you know, in September, we did a little lateros. And then in December, everybody did like a little body composition fitness thing. Like I'm thinking, damn, that's, that's awesome. That's where we need to go as, you know, on call paid, whatever it might be full time, you know, that, that's, that's where I, I'd really love to see the fire service in 10 years from now, you know, cause that's really like what sports seems to, you know? Yeah, like, once, uh, we talked about this before, and I can see Ash is not, and you guys are not. Um, yeah. We do, a year we do a, um, in our department, we do a, a, is it 10 sessions, Ash? 10? Yep. So there's like 10 little mini sessions in one night where, um, each captain and each, uh, instructor take the crew. So we divide the crew up to like groups of threes, fours, however many crew members are on that night. And we will go through what we consider the basic, foundation of firefighting skills. So it's like, um, like I usually run the nozzle uh, section. So it's like five minutes. Uh, let me see you run a inch and a half or inch and a quarter. Uh, I want you to do a standing kneeling prone and I want you to run a two and a half by yourself. Okay, good. Um, transition over. Perfect. Done. And I check them off. Then they go to the next section, which maybe Ash is running uh, fourth entry. So Kate, uh, breach his door uh, and do it properly with the partner. Boom, done. Uh, then they go over where the chief is, and he's running. He's usually running a pumper. So uh, show us how to uh, get water flowing off that line. Cool. Okay, uh, now go to the hydrant. Um, then they tag the hydrant with, uh, with I, I don't know, he runs out the deputy chief. Yeah. You know, we go around like that, and it's like, I, and I, when I came up with this idea, it was because my law enforcement side, because every year with law enforcement, we got a recall on our on our business. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a recall for firebutting every year. Um, and you gotta, it's, it's a pretty low standard, but it's, it's a standard and guys can look at it. And then we get a lot of guys at the end going, man, I need to get better shit. Cause we're running it all in one night. So it's like every skill in one night. And then they're like, Ooh, I'm a little tired. Like I need to get better shape or I need to work on my knots, which is always a thing. Um, yeah. or I need to work <laughs> on my ladder throws, et cetera, et cetera. And it's kind of a, it's, it's like the little, um, a little measurement for them every year to do better next year. And we've had guys who were on, you know, I remember one guy was on, like, he went on like a year. So he didn't have all the skills down that well. But he was, after he did it, he was like, Matt, I'm working hard. So, you know, he worked hard all year. And next time he came around, he was just nailing everything, uh, one after another. Um, we had another guy on a practice night. He, he didn't, uh, he was trying to do force entry. For whatever reason, he had a bad night, couldn't uh, force the door. Um, one of our other guys took over, forced the door, uh, cause we were doing like a live fire scenario with the door, uh, forced. Well, he felt so bad, and he's actually, uh, one of the local PE teachers. Um, and so he's very, um, um, competitive. Like, competitive, thank you. Um, so, so literally the next morning, he's down at the training ground with, with the Howling Bart Axe and running, running drilled by himself, getting better at doing this, right? Yeah. Um, so he, you know, he did a self check on himself. So things like that, we, we find like just you know, doing these these little extras and making them um, making the guys do it, but not like forcing like you got to do this or you're losing your you're losing your job or you're getting busy from these volunteers. So right. we're not right. we're not getting fired, but and you know it becomes a little competitive. We always try to make a little competition in there uh, for things. Competitions are awesome. Um, yep. You know we do that every year. We try to do a, a hose relay, um, especially for wildland because we we try to do. Uh, with wildfires, we, we have to be quick, right? We have to do very quick hose deployment, um, hit the fire, what we call a bump and run. So you hit the fire, you reload the hose in a certain way, but it's not actually loaded. It's basically hang off the truck. Your truck looks like a Mad Max truck by the end. 
because there's like hose dangling off the side. Yeah. You go to the next fire, right? So we do that once a year and, and we do competitions where it's like one task force versus the other task force. So three or four trucks, um, they have to do a certain number of things and they have to do it as a, as a team and we time it, right? Um, so yeah, we find that those things are, that's really where they get, they get that competitive nature and then, and then they push themselves harder. Which, and you guys have a good culture set up for that, you know, like, but it's take, that's taking time. As you said, we were talking off, uh, be, you know, before this, the podcast, like that's taken, that's taking you guys time to get yeah. to that point, mm-hmm. you know, and, but, but I, I believe that's the way where, where we got to go. And, and part of it too, and I think you guys would agree, it's, it's attitude. It's not, I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. Like all that stuff that you said, I need to work on, right? Like I, you know, you guys, I, I told you, I'm like the Ruby of the fire service. I'm, it doesn't come naturally to me, man. Like I got to work twice as hard because I'm not very, I'm not very coordinated. I'm not very good at that stuff. But, you know, I think part of this is you got to check your ego, right? Like, and, um, and if, you, if you're willing to check your ego and you got a good group that's saying, hey, we're just all here to get through this together and be better. Like, it sounds like that's what you guys got. I mean, what a great kind of cool thing, you know, that, but you guys have built that. You know, because uh, I'm sure there's probably your listeners are out there going, oh, I wish we had that. Well, well it starts with just one Yeah, it has to start somewhere. You know? Yeah. you got to start somewhere. Um, you know, and, I, I, how, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, right? For a while, you know, because I've suggested this, and I've, I'm kind of ostracized by some people in the fire service because I, I, I'm pushing for this. Like, I, I don't know, nationally, whoever wants to listen. Um I think it's, it's, you know, like kind of exactly what you guys are doing. It's just six back to back to back to back and it's timed. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're on call paid volunteer or whatever, but like from my department, people are, you know, a little bit like, well, I don't know about this. Um, you know, it's just, it, it, all I'm trying to do is just say, Hey, this is like the minimum that we need you to do. So how can we help you do that? And how can you hold yourself accountable? Because a lot of people go, you know what, I can't run a mile and a half, but I can still do the job. Okay, go do the job then. This is the way to show me, show everybody you can still do the job. And, you know, and, and there's, there's, I still think there's a part of the fire service that's kind of on their way out that just seems that ah, I've been doing this for 30 years. I don't need to do that anymore. But eventually that's going to change. They're going to be out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, but what a great thing you guys got there. So you're kind of doing that already. And I, I think more departments need to, to think about that. And by the way, I mean, you guys will have my contact information. So if someone wants to text me, email me or whatever and say, Hey, you're either on something or onto something. I, I, I'm open to any conversation about this, but you know, you look at, you know, if you're an accountant, you got to get your like certification every year. If you're a, a CDL driver, a truck driver, you got to go to the doctor every year, but like the fire service. And I don't know how, if it's, if it's that much different in Canada than it is the U S but like once you're, once you're in and you've done on everything, like, you know, EMS and the, the paramedic side has it right because you at least got to research yeah. mm-hmm. every yeah. every year. It's like, actually, yeah, it was actually funny. We went we into a uh, uh, we stopped at a full time department uh, a couple of years ago now, um, yeah. and we were talking to the guy there. And, you know, of course, when he finds out we're volunteers, he, he's got the whoa, oh, oh, volunteer, and he kind of now he's kind of treating us like we're we're children. Second rate, right? <laughs> and, yeah. And then so we said, well, how can you guys do lot fire? Because you know we. In our department, we have our own burn building, so we we do like in this winter. We do a lot fire every two weeks, you know, sometimes every week in the winter, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, different different drills and different scenarios, right? right? Well, it's um, it's on fire, but it's most of the time it's just to stay warm. Yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but so this guy's like, oh, 
like, well, how often? And then I, you know, I'm a training guy, so I'm like, how often do you guys train? Well, we we all. Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, are we getting paid? Getting paid full time? I'd be on that. I'd be in the parking lot running hose drills all day if I was getting paid to do this job. I think <laughs> the last no. the last time he went in a burn building, he said it was fire school, and then he's like, oh well, the pit on calls practice every week. <laughs> yeah. And they make their rookie firefighters, so their rookie new hire goes out there with them. So that that's like a punishment, right? I'm like, you guys yeah. are, like, it blew my mind. Like, we're all sitting there, you know, looking at each other, like, like you're the chosen ones. Like, you got the gig. And, like, you're punishing your rookie to go and lead training on a Wednesday night or, you know, whatever it was for those guys. And they're inside doing, you know, whatever else. And, um, if If you're going back to saying, like, when I got my you know, 1001 or whatever, like that's the last time that I went through any sort of live fire experience. <laughs> like you're missing the mark, man. Like go yeah. out there and yeah. train. Like yeah. I don't care if it's like Scott says, if you're just, you know, stretching hose on the apron, like just go and do something like hone those skills, get, get better muscle memory. Um, you're, you don't want your muscle memory to be doing this at, at, <laughs> at the old coffee station or at the uh, fire yeah. station. Right, like you want, you want to be able to go out there and hit it hard, and just be active with you know within your training. Um, that comes back to that whole being being you know positive and you know working towards being better as a firefighter. Like you know, I think you said like I don't, I'm not trying to be better than you. Like I'm trying to be better than me. Um, if 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 I can't be better than what I was last year, if I've reached my peak, I'm only lying to myself. So I want to be better yeah. than me yesterday. And these guys that are like, I don't need to go out and train. Like I'm in, like this is as good as yeah. I get. Like you, you know, like you know, I say, you miss, you kind of missed it. Training fun. Yeah. Um, we try to make training as fun as we can. Um, like you said, our, 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 our session, um, the guys, know, so we actually started a new thing uh, in the last few months. Um, our truck checks were kind of falling off um, by the way. So, you know, we're, we're not doing it every day because we're not there every day. So, um, we kind of give up this plan where, okay, once a month we're going to do a major truck check, you know, run through everything. Um, but how do we get guys to come to practice when they know it's truck check night? <laughs> yeah. Truck check night. So what we decided, they really like scenario training. So they like the scenarios, the field training exercises, the big things we put on. So what we've done now, and, and I think it's been working out great. We've done, I think four since we started this. And so once a month now, um, you know, the training, the training section guys, and we try to make the training section guys not always involved in the scenario because we yeah. want them actually to take part in the scenario. So we have like six guys in our training session. Um, so like this last time, you know, we went out to the ice rescue thing. We set it all up. And while we're setting it up for the night, the guys are truck checking. So they know something's going to happen. So they know they're there for, for kind of a fun thing because they know they're there to do a field training exercise. And, but they have to kind of deal with the shit show of the, of the truck check first. <laughs> and then we do a fake page and we call them out and then they come do the thing. So that's really got them kind of into the truck check, I guess, <laughs> as much as you can get into a truck check. And then, you know, and then they roll right away into the scenario. Yeah, you, you have to be creative. I had a chief once who hid free drink tickets in, the, in certain compartments. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was for my volley department, you know, when I was out around on call paid. And yeah, like, you know, they'd always let the, you know, oh, you need to know how to, where everything is on the truck. So like the younger, the, you know, when you're first on, you would do it. And 
They're like, well, what'd you find in there? I'm like, I found like four dream tickets. What, what, what are you talking about? And like, yeah, and look at it. And sure enough, you know, Captain or the lieutenant there was like, yeah, I started putting them in there because you guys weren't doing it. And then they got, you know, so for a while that started to, like all the truck checks were happening, you know, so you got to be creative with that stuff. Sometimes. Nice. All right. You know, and meet, meet your members halfway on certain things too. And, and, you know, like not every organization is always, it's not all, you know, daisies and, and, and roses and smells good all the time. But, um, you know, as long as you, you, okay, Hey, we, at least we identified something's not getting done. Well, let's yeah. figure out how we, how we make it better, how we, how we correct it, you know? Absolutely. Um, you know, it. I, I love listening to like, so like when I when I work out and stuff, I'll listen to like I watch YouTube or I'll listen to podcasts or whatever. And, and like I think it was Denzel Washington. Um, he said, you know, if I'm gonna fail or if I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna fall forward, right? So if I'm gonna have a bad day, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's it, and I'm gonna get you know taken down. I'm falling forward. And uh, he said, so if I keep falling forward, guess what? Over a course of a period of time, I'm I'm further along than where I was before, you know. And I think whether it's someone's health, your organization, uh, you know, even your family life, wh- whatever it is, your career, like, hey, you're not alone. You know, we all have crappy days, even though like we we're jovial here, right? Like tomorrow morning, we're all gonna probably be tired, you know, sure. and, and we're gonna we're gonna be laughing a little bit about what we did here, but like you guys set this up. And it took a lot of work, and now you got to edit all this stuff that I said, <laughs> and, and edit out the stupid jokes, whatever it is. But like, you know, hey, just fall forward. Uh, you know, and, and Scott brought that. Like, okay, so as an organization, we were falling, but well, we figured out how we can fall forward. With it. You know, and eventually, mm-hmm. you know, you guys might start putting drink tickets in there, and then all of a sudden, truck checks are the only thing being done. You know, like I don't know, yeah, right? Like, yeah. but you know, I mean, that's the cool part about having these podcast and having these experiences is is you never know where it's going to go and sure. like right like just for, for, for your list like this wasn't scripted at all like you know this is just a bunch of guys talking out of their house or hotel rooms with really crappy microphones well i had a really crappy microphone first <laughs> um just trying to contribute you know um yeah and, and so uh you know this has been fun you guys like uh i hope I hope people uh, reach out about the healthy tan if they have ideas. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what else needs to be on there. But when you guys, you know, if you think of something late night, you know, you can text me and you can keep me on your 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 chat text, man. I I, I appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it, and as you go through and 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 think of some situation where it's uh, minimum performance standards or whatever, you know, that's that's really what what I'm kind of fired up to do to, to be on a mission to do and just try to leave this service. Cause I had sh- crappy jobs before I got involved in fire service. I was a trainer and I loved it, but like it did pay the bills a lot. So then I bartended and then I worked other odd jobs in it. And you know, and then I found this and I was like, man, I could combine fitness, being on a team and doing like physical stuff. And I don't have to be stuck in a cubby, man. This is awesome. You know, yeah, and people exactly. like want, like to want, like want my job. People walk up to you and go, thanks. Like, how cool is that? You know, so, yeah. Yeah, we touched, touched on a lot, man. Sorry. Kind of dominated no, with that question there. But. No, it's all good, man. That's great. I, I think, um, yeah, I think we'll start wrapping from there. We've been going for a while here. Yeah, we have. Which is great. <laughs> and I know I was. Let's go ahead, Scott. I got to, I know you only put people in the hot seat, so I got two hot seat questions. 
Nice. <laughs> Coming back at right. you. Yes, yes. I, I, I love it. Yeah. On, on the Better Every Ship podcast, we come up with these hot suit questions, and uh, they range from, from anything. So, yeah, I'm, I'm game. Which one do you need, Metallica or Johnny Cash? Uh, working out Metallica, um, drinking in the backyard, Johnny Cash. There you go. Good question. Uh, second I one. I might steal that one, by the way. All right. Nice. <laughs> on, 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 a structure fire, what's your favorite position on the truck to be? Oh, you're a truckie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually, um, I just, I, I'm going to get promoted. So I'm on the list to be promoted. Um, and, uh. I used to love, obviously, I used to love to, 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 to go up to the, to the roof, you know, and, and, and be, you know, fourth century and go on the roof and you, you, you just go in and you get, you get your search done. Um, now that I'm older, um, and I, I'm, I'm starting to get into that front seat, I, I do love, like, and I'm horrible at it, size up and, um, and trying to get those first assignments, um, done. So I, I'm, you know, I'm sure people are laughing at me right now. I'm going, dude, you suck at it. Yeah, I do, but I'm I'm working every day. Like I'm actually doing them during our trainings and trying to get better. But I, I love kind of looking at what what we got and figuring out where I need everybody. You know, um, and like in some scenarios, they're already there and they're like right behind you. You know, like and, mm-hmm. and that's a very fortunate thing that we have. You know, in my department, like you you show up on a structure fire, they're right there. You know. Um, so, so I would say that's my favorite thing now is, is sitting in the front seat and figuring out kind of, uh, you know, how to, how to mitigate it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, and I think it's similar, uh, you know, for a long time, you're always, because we, we don't, we don't have trucks and, uh, we don't have truck and engine. We just have firefighting, right? So we do, we do it all, we do kind of all sections of it, right? Yeah. And mine was always like the nozzle man, right? Nozzle, like great right nozzle. And then over time now, it's, yeah, I really like being that being in the jump seat because or, or even being like command sometimes mm-hmm. you know trying to get that that size up and like you're saying it's, it definitely makes you think differently and you're trying to like picture what's coming and picture what you need um it, yeah really uh at least for the first few minutes it's, it's like the most stressful thing oh, and God, that, yeah. watching it smooth out is awesome like watching guys do what you've been training to do there's nothing more like rewarding i guess than that yeah yep you know, when you, when you can, when you, when you step aside and you go, okay, you know, it's kind of like a proud parent, like, I got, that's not my idea. which you probably didn't, but you, you help them, you know, solidify that they, that they know what they're doing. And, yeah. um, you know, and that's kind of what, what I think everybody sh- should strive to do is change, train that next generation, right? Maybe training would be better than what we did. Um, you know, and then when you start to see that and put it all together, like the pieces, man, to me, that's, that's pretty rewarding. Um, you know, I'm also not very good at it, so it's really, I'm uncomfortable with it. And, you know, and I think that's the other part that I've, I've been very fortunate. Uh, you know, I mentioned the hot seat and, and I'm able to do this podcast. But the real theme with all the leaders that, that have been able to interview is that you have to get uncomfortable in order to grow. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. And, Absolutely. Um, and, and, and that's something that I never looked at it that way, but, you know, in fitness, you try to lift to, to get yourself sore, right? You try to lift to get yourself uncomfortable because we know that's how we get stronger and better. The same thing holds true for life. So, you know, resorting back to your question, you know, I am I comfortable with doing it? Hell no. Am I good at it? No. 
not at all. But I'm trying to get better every single day at it. You know, I, I'm good enough. To, I think that I, I'm I'm not going to put anybody in jeopardy, but I, I, I'm not as good as I want. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. right. Perfect. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. That was great. Well, thanks again, um, uh, Aaron. You know what? There's there's definitely a few other topics I thought of that popped in my head that I wanted to talk about, but we're going to go on and on and on. So we'll have to maybe stop maybe and then we'll reach around, out again another time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I know listening to yeah. your podcast, um, you know, there's a few little things that are very like-minded of what we talk about. I wanted to touch on, but we'll have to do that another day. Absolutely. Um, but again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, again, just last minute for our listeners, you want to throw out exactly where to find you and how to reach out to you. Yeah, www.firerescuefitness.com, and then contact goes, if you you contact FRF, I think it says contact Zam up there, it goes right to me. My dog doesn't answer any more emails, so it's just me doing that. Um, (laughs) You can email me at Zam at firerescuefitness.com. All the social media, all that's Facebook, uh, Instagram, you know, Fire Rescue Fitness, um, or get FRF on Instagram, but yeah, I, I... if you have questions, um, I, uh, by the way, if your listeners want a free workout program, I if they reach out to me, I, I got a free workout program for them, a 28-day program. They'll get access to my app uh, the, and eating guidelines, and then they can send me some messages for coaching, whatever. Um, so as, as appreciation for anybody listening out there. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, uh, but that's, you know, the, the website's probably the best way. And then, um, you know, and I, I, I live to answer questions. It, the, the way that the Zam thing started coming out, so most most people like Firehouse, you get nicknames, and my last name is Zam Zao, and for a while I was Sham Wow, and then you know, <laughs> then it just you know, remember the Sham Wow guy? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, and so then where Zam started to come is that I you know I really want to connect with people, and I want people to ask questions, so they would email me, and when I would email back, like I I was always trying to type out Zamzo or my, my you know Aaron Zamzo and. It just, I'm not very good at typing. So I was just like, how can I make this shorter? So Z-A-M, and most of the time I don't capitalize anything. So it's just so I can get my thoughts out and get it. And so that's kind of where the Zam thing came to as basically out of laziness. So. <laughs> Efficiency. Efficiency, yes. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much once again. And um, yeah, we will uh, be in touch. Any more for any more there, Ash? No, no, that was awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate it. You know, and uh, again, have your listeners, uh, anybody got a question, reach out. All right. Thanks once again. Take care. Thanks. Bye, guys. All right. Well, that was was, uh, Aaron Zamzow um, from uh, firerescuefitness.com and, of course, the uh, Better Every Shift podcast. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we really appreciate him coming on. That was great. Uh, Really good conversation. Like we're saying, there's a lot of things that we could probably continue to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very like-minded individuals, so it was, it was really good to have them on. Yeah, it was great. Uh, let's jump into some shout-outs. We've been rambling on for a while, so uh, sure, yeah. let's uh, start with Ash. Um, Modus. <laughs> I was just Ash. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Modus. Um, obviously, their claim, claim to fame is going to be the Snagger Jewel. Uh, they've got a ton of other stuff coming. Uh, talking about the stuff that's out there now, uh, really trying to streamline what they offer. Um, but they got their uh, uh, snagger tool. They've got their force wedges. They've got some soft soft entry kit. 
um, some of their bags, mass bags, pocket organizers, um, a ton, ton, ton of gear. Awesome group of guys. Um, we've just had them on the podcast. Uh, they announced that they're coming out to see us during spring seminar. Uh, they got their uh, uh, Fire Life video series that's out there, their Modus magazine. Uh, check them out on all their uh, social medias. And uh, discount code DTFF5 gets you 5% off. Awesome. All right, Scott, Manscape. Well, just stop the bleed. <laughs> <laughs> you, can uh, do, you can do that one after. <laughs> yeah, uh, shave your balls. Where's <laughs> 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 my promo? Uh, no, uh, actually, we were talking about uh, with the health uh, portion in that in our, in our interview there. Right. Um, yeah, those portions is, is keeping clean, and uh, Manscape helps with that. Um, they have. Uh, you know, they have the, is it the, is it the Wee Whacker 2.0 now? Is that what they have? So it's coming out. Uh, I can't wait to get our uh, hands on that. Um, they got the Lawnmower yeah. 4.0. Right. They got the Wee Whacker 2.0 yeah. is coming to us now. Uh, we've, we've been using the 1.0 and it's yeah. obviously work, you know, working wicked. So I'm excited to see what uh, yeah, the new exactly. the new and improved is. Yeah, the Crop yeah. Reviver, among other things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they really, really. Good products, um, natural. Um, I got some of that body spray recently. Yeah. Um, actually, pretty pretty good. Um, moisturizing body spray, but I never thought I'd uh, like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, DMF uh, 20 gets you 20% off and free shipping. Beautiful. Awesome. Outstanding. Uh, and then uh, stop the bleed. Ah. Stop, <laughs> stop the bleed. Stop all of it. Uh, yeah, three major methods of bleeding control. It's going to be direct pressure, uh, wound packing, and Scott has in his hand a tourniquet. Um, you want your own tougher room? Have a tourniquet ready. Yeah, <laughs> have it ready. Have it out of the package. Have a good one. Not one from Wish, because you wish you'll get a better tourniquet. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, practice all... all, all, all you know, get lots of practicing with all of those skills. Um, you know, uh, learning something like that from a book isn't s- super good. Uh, if you go on our YouTube, you'll see Todd and Scott go through uh, basically the entire Stop the Bleed course. Um, kind of walk, walk you through, show some of those uh, higher fidelity sims that, you know, you know we always chat, chat about making that uh, training on it lifelike, um, difficult, and fun. Um, c- certain people might find it less fun than us, but um, we uh, really enjoy it. So, yeah. Uh, what's the uh, website, Todd? Uh, it's a website uh, for stoptheBleed.org or .ca. We'll, we'll also take you to it. Nice. Um, yeah, there's a few times there where it was they were changing websites, but everything will connect you to some sort of a link where you are. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Um, Dr. Nick Sparrow, RTAC, and the ATAC group. Scott. Yeah, uh, we've, been, we've been working with Dr. Nick for quite some time. Um, the RTAC... Sorry. Um, the RTAC... Um, course is now online. It's a great course. It's got lots of information on it. Um, and like we said, it's, it's got Dr. Nick's floating head in the corner, which is really awesome. Um, <laughs> it just makes you want to learn more, and it, it, it's one of the better online courses I think I've ever I've dealt with. So um, check them out. Uh, you find them through through the ATAC group. Um, A-T-A-C-C. Yeah. Um, that'll get you to the main link, and then the RTAC will get, get you to there. Um yeah, check it out and check. Uh, they're coming actually to the, to the spring seminar, which we'll talk about a little bit. But uh, they're going to not Dr. Nick, not personally, but the RTAC uh, team is going to be coming and doing a session for us. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. Outstanding. And then Ash, you want to talk about uh, Wolf Tree Coffee? Yeah, so we have... Uh, Wolf Tree Coffee. Yeah, we have a new uh, partner that just came on literally tonight. Uh, just got that going. Uh, so uh, this podcast and everyone from this point forward will be fueled by coffee. And it's going to be fueled by the fine folks at uh, Wolf Tree Coffee. Okay. Uh, so it's made uh, locally here, right in all over British Columbia. Um, you can find them online. At, let me get all their info here. You can email them, info at wolftreecoffee.com. Uh, you can go on their website, www.wolftreecoffee.com, uh, and they are on the Facebooks and the Instagrams at Wolf Tree Coffee. Uh, so find those guys and watch out for a uh, GTFF and Wolf Tree collaboration blend that will be hitting uh, the shelf and hitting our mouths at Spring Seminar this coming May. <laughs> See, Scott's online, uh, zooming from Surrey, and it smelled amazing. Uh, it's great. Freshly ground tonight. Yeah, right it's on the back so here, good. it says, uh, roasted on February 26, 2023. This was freshly oh. roasted specifically for the podcast tonight. Uh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. 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 It was really good. We need to get... Do you, you guys need better coffee cups here? I know. Well, I don't know. I need some mine's, big ones. Mine's pretty all right, but... I need some big ones. Yeah, well... It's not better. It's bigger. You want bigger? Just bigger. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> the cup itself is nice. It's just. Oh yeah. Just like a vase you can bring on a Todd if you want. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. <laughs> but it would look bad me getting up and walking away to refill my coffee cup three times. So. Get a fire boot. Yeah. <laughs> I am not doing a shoey. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, then of course, uh, so seminar. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about seminar, Scott? Oh, we talk about Tanner Olson first. Oh yeah. Sorry, Tanner oh, yeah. Olson. But what? Tanner Olson band, and then segue into seminar. He's got a new song, which uh, I couldn't find last week. It's out now, uh, called Blow, and it doesn't. <laughs> it does not <laughs> See, blow. It doesn't blow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's with uh, Tanner Olson and Travis Murray. I'm sorry, I didn't know this. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's got a new song on Spotify right now. Uh, along with his other songs, so check him out on Spotify. Country music out of the West Coast of Canada. And he will be at Seminar, as you just said. Yeah. Um, mm. Seminar May 6th and 7th in all over British Columbia. Um, we're well over 20 sessions now. Um, last week, Ash and I confirmed um, the Fortis Gas, which is our uh, local um, provider of natural gas. Mm-hmm. So they're actually going to bring a LNG truck down, and they're going to be running both LNG and a what they call a Volt. So there'll be... Uh, Showing us uh, basically almost like it's boiling, but it's cooked so cold it actually uh, is it's kind of cooking itself off. And uh, they light that on fire a little bit, and we, we do some stuff with that. And then they're actually going to run uh, run it as a liquid liquefied gas, um, sorry, as a straight gas, and they're going to run it uh, up a gas wall for fire attack. So um, it's pretty cool. It's one of the many sessions we're going to do. Obviously, there's some auto X, live fire. Um, lots of different rescue scenarios. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk a little bit about that. Active shooter stuff. Um, stop and bleed. I think Todd's going to be running that session. Uh, yeah, just session, session, sessions, sessions. Lots of fire, lots of explosions, lots of craziness. Fire palooza and uh, concert at night. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Is there anything? Hey, nope, nope. I, I think, I think that was it. We're uh, yeah. really, you know, really excited to have it. Uh, I think I said last week that we were going to share out the info, and then we didn't. That's classic us and me. So we will make sure that that gets shared out for this week. 
Um, so anybody that is interested to attend, um, hotels are booking up quick. Um, app- applicants or whatever, uh, registrants are uh, definitely stacking up. We've got a ton of people registered already. Um, but yeah, still uh, some space left. So we'll share that information out there and uh, hopefully see a, a few of our listeners. Awesome. Farpalooza. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then, of course, you have us. Uh, so uh, we are on the Instagram, the Facebook, uh, TikTok, um, Twitter. Um, I don't know. Is that it? That's it. It's, it's been a long night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Um, like and subscribe, of course. Uh, and send us any uh, sort of emails or uh, questions, and we will do our best to get back to you. Um, let's wrap it up. Ash. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thanks again to Aaron for coming on. Appreciate having him, and we appreciate all you guys for listening. Scott, far from Surrey. Good night. I'm not far from Surrey. I'm Surrey. <laughs> That's why he's got a tourniquet beside him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good night. Thanks, everybody. As always, stay safe, stay DTFF. Bye.